Remember, parents and students, you can always submit your college recruiting questions to us at any time, and we will answer them and address you personally on the podcast. Submit your questions by sending an email to info at collegerecruitingexperts.com and put in the subject line podcast. We will review those daily, and who knows, we may answer your question right here on the podcast. Also, if we choose your question, we will send you a 50% off coupon code to join College Recruiting Expert, where all of your questions are answered. Welcome to another College Recruiting Expert podcast episode, the ultimate guide for high school student athletes and their parents embarking on the journey to play sports at the collegiate level. Each episode, we tackle the burning questions surrounding college recruitment. Joining us are former head coaches from legendary college programs, our experts, who share their wisdom on the do's and don'ts of the recruiting process. Whether you're a student, parent, guiding counselor, or coach, we've got you covered with brief and insightful episodes. Let's dive into the world of college recruitment together as we uncover the secrets, tips, and information to position yourself for success. Today, we welcome back Coach Jen Goodwin, a seasoned softball coach with over 20 years of experience, including 10 years of success as the head softball coach at Yale University. Prior to Yale, she made notable contributions to the NFCA and had successful coaching stints at Harvard, Dartmouth, and San Jose State. Jen's exceptional playing career at Bridgewater State, where she was a three-time All-American, further solidifies her legacy in the sport, marked by multiple Hall of Fame inductions. She knows exactly how coaches recruit, and more importantly, she knows what you should do and what you should not do during the recruiting process, saving you time, energy, and a lot of money. Coach Goodwin, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. We have a couple great questions. A lot came in through email, but we're going to start with these two to get us kicked off. We have Nellie from Birmingham, Alabama, class of 2026, and she has asked, I would love to understand what type of style college coaches like to see in their school program, because I don't want to waste their time or my time applying to the wrong schools that may not fit my style. Any advice? Yeah, that's actually a great question and and something that can be addressed pretty simply in a few different ways. Uh, the, The first suggestion I would have is, have you been able to interact with the coaches? Have you had any time around them, camps? clinics? Do you have the opportunity to observe them in those settings? You know, if you're able to go to a game, go watch the games. Collegiate games are a whole different level. You can be pretty close to the field. You can sit pretty close to a dugout and you can hear the interactions that somebody's having with their players, the type of feedback that they're giving to their student athletes out on the field. And is it positive? Is it negative? What kind of interactions do you see from the student athletes between each other? Is it a positive atmosphere? Is it you know, more of a tougher environment? And, and what is important to you when you're looking into these things? What is important to you? Is it important to go out and feel like everyone's laughing, everyone's having fun? Or is it important to see a more intense presence when they're out on the field? In between innings, how do they interact with each other? Are there a lot of high fives? Are there a lot of, you know, do the pitcher and the catcher come off and talk to the pitching coach between each inning? After every at-bat, is there a personal conversation with each hitter? 
with the hitting coach, with another teammate, body language, body language, body language. I think you can see if somebody is enjoying their experience just by watching how they carry themselves um, out on the field, whether it's the coaches or the players. The coaches are an important part of your recruiting process, but they're not the end all be all because coaches can leave. Um, you don't want to get so caught up in, can I play for that coach? Think about playing alongside the athletes that are on the field. How do I look like I would mesh with them? Um, because coaching staffs can change and they can change pretty quickly. Uh, so you want to be bought into the program and the university versus the actual coach. You know, although the coaches, you know, obviously are, are important and they play a big part. Uh, but, but those would be the the first things that I think about, and when you're going to a camp or a clinic, what's their teaching style? What's your learning style? It's got to be a fit both ways, you know, and I think when you're when you're having conversations and, and some of the folks that I'm working with right now with CRE, we're able to have that back and forth and that conversation of what's important to you in a college. Is it location? Is it size? Is it the academics? Is it the softball program? And try to put those into numbers and in some kind of order so that you can really have an educated decision when it is decision time, because it ultimately it is your decision. You're chasing something, but it's something for you that you're going to be looking back to for the rest of your life and your college experience. So doing the research, being as involved in the process and in that environment, in my opinion, is what's going to give you the best feel for a program. Second question, Alejandro from Austin, Texas, class of 27. This is a good question, Coach, in these days especially. I play multiple sports, and currently I'm playing basketball, and I don't plan on stopping. Is this an advantage or disadvantage when I'm being recruited? I'm only asking this because literally the rest of my softball team plays softball all year round. Yeah, this is the, the age-old question of should I be playing multiple sports? Should I focus on my one sport and – it's a, it's, I'd say it's a pretty controversial question as well. Um, and there's a lot of different answers for this because of the number of scenarios that you can have. Being the only person on your travel ball team that is playing multiple sports is in, in my opinion, is in no way a negativity or a negative, um, is not a negative factor. And then the reasons for this are you're having time away from your sport. Having been a college coach for about 20 years, the number of injuries that we would see from players. And, and as you get older in age, if you've only ever played softball, you are throwing overhand with one of your arms, swinging likely in one direction, and you are running 60 feet, turning left, running 60 feet, turning left. Maybe you're an outfielder, so you have a little bit more athleticism and doing different moves. But what you're seeing in the college age and the student athletes that are playing in college that have only ever played one sport are more overuse injuries um, because of this. There's not a balance in your body anymore if you are only playing one sport. And that goes for every sport. Um, and being someone from a generation of playing a different sport every season, I also had the ability to miss a sport. When you have time away from a sport, when it comes around again, you have a newfound love for it. It keeps it, to me, it keeps it fresh. You know, it keeps you, you miss it, you come back and you're like, ah, softball. Oh, you know, for me, it was soccer, basketball and softball. And I did gymnastics for many years as well. So I had the experience doing them all. The advantages are going to be your strength, your athleticism. You read angles different from different sports you have. Maybe you're not the best player on your basketball team. So maybe you have to learn how to fight for a spot. 
maybe there's some some mental um, advantages you're going to get from that. But the disadvantages, I would say, and and I'm I'm heavy on the I you know I would always recruit if somebody had multiple sport experience, I would be recruiting those athletes because they were more balanced athletes and it was more or less likely that they would have some kind of injury coming into their collegiate career. The disadvantages are missing tournaments. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing that people get concerned about is, well, if I'm playing basketball and my team is going out and playing in a tournament, I'm not going to be with my team. I'm not going to be as sharp. And then when, you know, we start traveling in June to play our tournaments, some people have been playing all winter and then they've been playing all spring. I played basketball till the end of March, then started my softball season. So I'm not as seasoned or ready maybe you are in different ways, you know? And I think that the experience that I can think about or the the disadvantage, the only thing is, is maybe you'll miss a couple tournaments. But if you're communicating to the coaches that in the programs that you're interested in, they'll know why you're not there, why you're not participating. And I think that there's a, a great group of coaches that really value that, the lack of specialization. And then if I could get on a different soapbox and talk about special specialization, then we'd be able, I'd be able to talk about that for hours. Um, but I think for the, for the overall student athlete, physical health, and then mental health, I think that those breaks from your sport are, are healthy. Piggyback on that. It, did, when you were recruiting, did you ever proactively ask, or is that on the checklist of, are you a single sport athlete or a multi-sport athlete in high school? It was definitely a follow-up question. I would say, you know, so what What are you doing this fall? You know, you're playing with your team. And sometimes it's like, well, I'm playing volleyball or I'm playing field hockey. And then weekends I'll go and I'll travel with my softball team. So I might not feel as polished, but because I'm playing these other sports, you know, it's, gosh, kids, they just, um, they're so scheduled out these days. <laughs> um, so if they can do the weekdays of doing field hockey or volleyball and then, the weekends of playing softball and they're still competing at a very high level. I would always choose those athletes. There's yes, there's a risk of injury playing these other sports, but there's a risk, you know, walking down the street every day. So if they're involved in different sports and and keeping themselves active in that way, then that was always a positive. And yes, um, especially in the, the later years of my coaching career, where it seemed to start to spiral back up where people were doing multiple sports, that was always something that was a, that it was a positive and it was, okay, this one has a couple different sports and maybe she's not going to be at as many tournaments, but that's not a bad thing. I find it interesting watching whether it's a national championship game at the pro or at the collegiate level, and they do the introductions or they're filling time explaining who the athlete is. And it's, it's always, if it's basketball, it's always, oh, and he was the starting quarterback and broke all sorts of records. And you, you hear these stories all the time. So it is complicated and confusing when you feel like you have to specialize, quote unquote, feel like. Yet when you get to these big scenarios, and yet all of these athletes have played multiple sports. So anyway, moving on. What, what, last question to follow up on that. We've heard the, the, the injury prone that can come with this, that you're more injury prone. What about the mental fatigue of playing the same sport? Did you ever find that you find the players just to be exhausted of playing the same sport? Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that um, creating the environment where softball isn't really a super exciting sport in a lot of ways, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, there's seconds of excitement and then you, you kind of, as we would say, always like you zoom in for a few seconds and then you zoom out and you look around. You might, if you're an outfielder, you might not get a ball an entire game you know, maybe you get two at-bats depending on where you are in the batting order. Um, so the 
the fatigue of showing up every day and putting in that same work, it can be a lot. But if you have other sports to balance that off, then you feel a different kind of excitement for it. And having been um, myself is always the, the example. I was a soccer player growing up in soccer, soccer, soccer year round. You know, we played the fall season, then we played indoor winter, then we played spring travel, then summer travel. Um, by the time I got to be a junior in high school, I was I was over it. You know, I I was bored. I felt like it was just, I was running in circles. And so I, I took a, and when I say it took a step away, I never stopped playing, but I had a, a little bit of a, you know, I only want to play in the fall. I only want to play that sport in the fall. I really want to focus on basketball in the winter. I want to focus on softball in the spring. And then summer was usually soccer and softball that I was able to play. And then I played in the outdoor, like a, a hardtop basketball league. I just loved to compete. And that's the thing that if you're a competitor and it starts to feel like you're getting fatigued, take a step back and let's evaluate. Why are you fatigued? What is it about the sport? Is it the sport itself or is it your schedule? Is it your time management? People do it all the time. Maybe it's a different love for the sport, but if you, I hated the, the term, I'm, I just feel like I'm getting burnt out. It's like, well, there's why, you know? And those questions, ask the why questions of why do you feel that way? Make a list, pros and cons. What do you love about the sport? What what about it right now is exhausting you? Um, and what are other things that you wanna do and, and how can we build time in? The distractions these days, I feel as though the social media and just in general, there are a lot of different items that are able to pull you away. So you think something else might be more fun until you're not doing maybe your sport or maybe you're not doing something that you really truly enjoy. So it, I think it's a that's a hard question um, and something that really can only be discovered by looking inward and, and really asking those tough questions to yourself. I know you got to go, but maybe you could just answer with true or false with this one. Isn't it a healthy thing in high school to not only play different sports, but also have different types of coaches with different personalities so you can understand and learn that it's not the same sequence of information coming in? I, I, I just recall learning so much from all of these different coaching methods. Yeah, no, I agree 100% in that. Um, so I would say that's a that's a true statement. And in life, as my mom, the advice that is constantly in life, you're going to come across people that you don't work well with, whether it's teammates, coaches, how do you handle it? Um, and I had that multiple times. My mom was actually one of my coaches. She was my soccer coach. So <laughs> we had a lot of conversations about basketball season and softball season and just different. I had different soccer coaches in different seasons and um, we would analyze everything. Every conversation was, you know, well, what did you like about that interaction? And, and why do you feel like your coach is just yelling all the time? Because there was one of my coaches was just yelling all the time. And I said, I don't know. I said, I feel like we're responding, but maybe that coach felt like that was how we responded best. You learn how then, how do I respond to that? That coach that, that yelled at me the most, I did the best for. <laughs> so it actually seemed to work, but I remember walking into the gym saying, well, what am I going to get yelled at today for? So just understanding different coaching styles. I think that's a really good point. Um, different ways that people communicate and how they think they're getting their point across and having those challenging questions of like, you know, if you ever feel like, why are they yelling so much? Maybe have a moment and just be like, why, why is, why do you yell? Why are you yelling? And try to work on how you're going to approach that because you don't want someone to say then you get yelled at in that moment <laughs> um right but I, I wish in those moments that maybe i had tried to understand uh where they were coming from rather than just taking it 
you know, because I think that was just how I was raised. You know, someone's yelling, you just respond and you put your head down and you go do the work as opposed to trying to understand why is it? And then maybe they would have said, because look at how you play when I yell at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great question, Alejandra. She's opened up uh, multiple podcast yes, series here. Yes. So big shout out, 50% discount coupon code, go off to her. She earned this one. Thank you very much. Coach, awesome. you have a great rest of your day. We'll look forward to catching up to you next time. All right, you do the same. Thanks so much. Remember parents and students, you can always submit your college recruiting questions to us at any time and we will answer them and address you personally on the podcast. Submit your questions by sending an email to info at collegerecruitingexperts.com and put in the subject line podcast. We will review those daily and who knows, we may answer your question right here on the podcast. Also, if we choose your question, we will send you a 50% off coupon code to join college recruiting experts where all of your questions are answered.